So as a whole big part of this uh, dopamine thing that I've been doing for the past few years, I've also done the occasional coaching for my fellow INTPs. Sometimes I did profiling sessions with them, which usually included some sort of coaching, and then also worked directly with some INTPs to coach on varying topics such as productivity and uh, creativity and just general growth and healing relationships and just answering questions about life experiences and stuff like that. And so as this episode is going to be about supporting INTPs who want to also be a coach, which does exist and it does happen, I figure I'd share some of my experience and some of what you can think about when it comes to wanting to be a coach. So after you listen to this podcast, I'd also encourage you that there are to check out all sorts of books on Audible that include uh, varying coaching and various bits of coaching advice. There's also a really great book by Beatrice Chestnut called The uh, Seven or Nine Types of Leadership, I believe it's called, um, which uses the Enneagram type to express your leadership style and can help you with that because coaching does involve a bit of leadership and especially if you're working for yourself as a coach uh, there's a lot of things you have to learn about leading so if you go to audibletrial.com slash dopamine d-o-p-e-a-m-i-n-e you can sign up and get a free ebook uh, for your first month and every month you get a new credit and you can put a credit towards a book so it's like $15 a month and uh, for every book that you get, you can get a book that is, you know, cheaper than the actual cost of the book by continuing to stay on the subscription. So helps out the channel, helps out uh, the podcast, audibletrial.com slash dopamine. Check it out after you listen to this podcast and let me know if you like it. So without further ado, let's get started with the show. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix.
All right, welcome back to Dopamine. I am your host, C-Note, a.k.a. Christian Rivera. And today I wanted to talk about how to be a coach as an INTP. And now this might sound unusual. You, if you're listening as an INTP, you're probably thinking, why, why would I even want to be a coach? Why would I want to sit on a call with someone and perhaps talk about their feelings or talk about their life? or give them advice, tell them what to do. I don't like to tell people what to do. Uh, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, and so let me clarify at the, at the outset here that coaching may include mentoring. It may include generally being a leader in your job or business scenario. And so it, this idea of coaching kind of extends to not just the traditional quote-unquote life coaching, but it can be skills development. It can be uh, giving advice around relationships. It can be specific niches is really what I'm saying. And I think many INTPs may have that. And you may have that when it comes to maybe you're a programmer, maybe you're a blacksmith, maybe you're someone who has a skill to share. Um, I wish I had a Skillshare uh, affiliate because that would be a perfect lead-in. But nope, I don't. So you can still go check out Skillshare. I have classes on there. Um, and that'd be fun. So look me up. Uh, so I think one of the biggest things to think about when it comes to coaching or mentoring of any kind is these two main ideas that I think are the most helpful. One is the drama triangle, which is more about a codependence and having some sort of personal stake in coaching because there are, there are people who try to help people for reciprocity sake or who have some sort of personal achievement at stake or a sense of self or self-worth. Perhaps they try to elevate themselves as a hero over someone who is perceived as a victim or trying to make lives difficult for someone. And so I'll get into the specifics of that shortly. But the drama triangle basically defines a codependent relationship. And I'm not talking just a romantic relationship, but codependence in the sense of having a personal attachment or something at stake when it comes to the person that you're coaching, meaning that if you're supporting someone, you're providing guidance and mentorship advice that you're possibly, and, and the drama triangle is kind of an unhealthier attachment, you're dependent on the feeling or an outcome or uh, a, a dependence or neediness or some sort of sense of value that comes from doing the mentoring or the coaching that maybe is a little bit too hands-on or is uh, requiring a specific set of actions or validation or proof to feel better about yourself. It's sort of like an insecure attachment in a way. And so the drama triangle, as the first main point here, involves three main ideas that keep people in the triangle. It's the hero, the villain, or the victim. And so the hero holds power over the victim 
by assuming that the hero is the only person that can save the victim. And by keeping the victim powerless, then it gives the, the hero a sense of purpose. And it's the same kind of thing with the villain. The villain holds a more direct sense of power over a victim by, uh, and, and having someone to challenge in the hero. The hero also has the villain to fight, to fend off on behalf of the victim, but the villain creates the challenges. The, the villain is impeding the growth. It's keeping the victim down, uh, by having more of a direct control over them. And then the hero is someone that you have more of a sort of a, a tussle with. And it's just kind of like keeping you entertained or, or, um, you know, it's kind of just like fun to keep the, <laughs> keep the, the hero on their toes. And so this, you can see how this is kind of a codependent relationship. And this happens in real life that if you were coaching someone, you could have a style of being a hero and just doing all of the work for the victim. And you could also have a style of being maybe too direct or too harsh and uh, keeping the victim shaking in their boots and not wanting to try new things or not wanting to uh, achieve or, or push themselves. And uh, so the victim is typically keeping themselves down and so, you know sometimes is a victim of outside circumstances uh but but the victim usually needs to find some sort of personal empowerment to get out of their situation and so the victim feels dependent on the actions of the hero or the villain and is sort of waiting for outside things or circumstances to be correct uh or in the right place for them to be able to take any action or movement, right? And so in the case of an INTP, this could be an INTP that is like stuck in a introverted sensing cycle of passively entertaining themselves uh, all the time, not living life or blaming the world circumstances or saying that, um, you know, I don't have enough opportunities because the world doesn't honor the way that I think, or no one listens about the listens to the way that I think or cares about the way that I think. And so you could very much be working with an INTP if you're someone who's coaching INTPs who is like this, or you yourself as an INTP who may be trying to be a coach could be in a place where like nobody listens to me, nobody wants to do what I suggest and you know, I, I, I can't find, I can't find, uh, uh, I can't find clients. I can't, I can't make a website. I can't figure it out. It's too hard. I don't want to do it. It's just kind of very lackadaisical. Right. And, um, so the hero tends to take on the role. If you're a hero type of coach, a hero is someone who would do all of the work for the victim and say like, here, hand it to me. I'll make you a website. I'll do this. I'll do that. Um, you know, you don't have to try hard at all. You don't have to do anything. I will take care of it. I will fight your battles. I will mediate all of your maybe relationship issues. I will handle it for you. Right. And this, this is typically a role that I hear of or think of in like mothers and families who maybe their father and son are fighting and the the mother takes on this role of, uh, 
mediating the fight or trying to keep the peace or trying to solve everyone's problems. And so I can see an INTP who is who is on the receiving end of being coach, coached in that circumstance, being someone who's always trying to fix other people's problems or trying to make it so that the uh, they smooth over the relationships or they smooth over... Um, they, they try to streamline a learning process in a way that makes it super easy for someone and maybe does the work for them uh, because it's just more interesting for them to solve the problem instead of, uh, instead of enabling the other person, the person that they're coaching, to figure it out for themselves. And that, this can happen in all sorts of Enneagram types as well. Uh, so the, the hero could manifest as like doing it for them, giving them too many hints to make it too easy, not challenging them enough. And, um, uh, uh, basically making the person feel like they can't do it without them. Cause as a coach, your, your goal is to try to support someone so that they develop autonomy. They develop an empowerment, they develop a sense of self-confidence and an ability to do the thing that you're trying to mentor or teach them how to do. And so the villain is someone that is very much going to be, uh, it's going to make, it's going to make people feel uncomfortable. And so in the sense of an INTP as being coached, this could be someone who is, uh, uh, perhaps too abrasive with their introverted thinking too direct with their introverted sensing and seeing things as too rigid. There's no flexibility. This is just the way it is. This is the only way that there is to think about this. And, uh, or someone who is using their flexibility in terms of their introverted thinking to come up with a counter argument to everything, even if they don't personally believe in that counter argument. So just kind of fighting and trolling and being a generally a problem. But, the if you are someone who is an INTP who is trying to coach someone, this is making it too difficult. Maybe if you're trying to teach someone a programming language, you're giving them too difficult of a task. You're not assessing where their skill development is, and you're just throwing all of the the most difficult tasks at them because they feel like they should just be able to figure it out themselves when not everyone thinks that way, right? So even if you're an INTP who's learning to be a mentor or a coach, it's it's important to assess where someone is before you throw anything at them. And really this transitions us to the second main idea, which is called the empowerment dynamic. And this is a shift from the drama triangle, which is an inverted triangle with victim at the bottom, hero at the top left, and uh, vi villain at the top right. If you flip the triangle over that becomes the empowerment dynamic. And this puts the victim into the top role, which now becomes the creator, the hero in the bottom left, which now becomes the, uh, the coach. And then the villain on the bottom right, which now becomes the challenger. And so it's important to know that these are different empowerment roles. And I think the difference in when you're leading, guiding, or mentoring someone is that personal empowerment is a journey, personal journey of self-improvement, of 
self-awareness, of self-respect, and security. So if you're feeling insecure, you feel this attachment or desire to have some sort of dependence, it could be, with INTPs, it could be especially devious because that extroverted feeling is an inferior function. And it can be really hard to know what that extroverted feeling is doing or how you are attaching, right? You may, even that, that assumption that you may not feel feelings or that assumption that you will not get emotionally attached can be the exact unconscious opportunity for that unconscious extroverted feeling to grab hold in a way that you would not be aware of. So it's important to ask yourself those honest questions of, am I attached in an unhealthy way to my client or the, my, my young Padawan, the person that I'm teaching or the person that I'm coaching and ask if I'm attached to those things because there's an insecurity in me. Now it doesn't mean you're going to wipe yourself clean of any kind of insecurities. That's impossible. Uh, that happens, right? Like you can develop a fearlessness eventually as you go through life and develop as a person. Uh, but it's very natural to be insecure. It's natural to feel like, uh, uh, you know, a newbie syndrome, you know, this, this imposter syndrome kind of idea happens to everybody, but it's important to just be aware of that. And then once you start to become aware of those tendencies to codepend and to attach to some sort of external validation, which again does happen for INTPs, you can then start to become more empowered and start to create a sense of acceptance for yourself and really start to go to in the direction of this empowerment dynamic. So the victim is no longer the victim because now they can create for themselves. They can take responsibility for their own circumstances. They can start to exercise. They can start to develop their own routines. They can start to think for themselves. They can start to feel for themselves. They can start to ask themselves tough questions and this is usually who you're trying to empower. So as an INTP, like I mentioned, the victim is someone who is maybe passively spending a lot of time uh, by themselves or perhaps blaming the external world for holding them down. This is someone who starts to step out of their shell and starts to get out into the world and starts to not always literally create things, but create their own circumstances to take charge of their own karma, to take charge of their own lives. And so this can be, for someone that you're coaching, this is usually where someone is when you're coaching or mentoring someone. They're, you're trying to transition them from a victim space into a creator space. You're trying to encourage them to self-motivate to, or to figure out, maybe not necessarily self-motivate, but to figure out what they need to, to uh, activate or ignite whatever motivation they need. So I think that's important to keep that in mind that even as an INTP who is coaching or mentoring or teaching something that you're trying to ignite the fire within them to not only help them feel in flow and encouraged, but to help them know how they can get themselves in flow and encouraged because your goal is for them to eventually move on from you. You know, you're, goal as a coach or a challenger, we'll get to get to those distinctions in a second, to enable them to live on their own. Because you're getting to a space, if you're in that empowerment frame, 
you're going to be someone that is not dependent on the creator's success. You know, I've had people that I've coached who they go out into the world and they do their thing and maybe I get an update every so often or I check in with them, but I'm not spending every waking moment or really many moments wondering how they're doing or what they're up to unless they're paying me for it. Uh, it's not something I'm worrying about too much because I'm focusing on my own stuff. I have my own life. I have my own challenges. I have my own things I need to create. And I'm going to continue to focus on that. And so the idea is to encourage them to, however it might be, it could be through logic, it could be through giving them the empowering tools that they need, it could be teaching them how to learn for themselves, whatever that may be, um, to get them from this victim space into this creator space. That's important. So the coach and challenger distinction, I think, is important because from hero becomes a coach and coach is someone who is on the sidelines watching the game and maybe cheering them on, maybe making decisions to support the flow of how they would operate the best. Uh, but they're ultimately soaking in the information and the goal is for them to eventually be able to coach themselves or move on to whatever the next kind of coach that they would absolutely actually need for themselves. Right? So, if you're a coach for a girls soccer team is not going to be the coach for the rest of their lives, right? The coach that they're, they're working with is someone who is there for that season of life for that team and is supporting the individual soccer players and the team, right? During the games, but they're not on the field. They're not on the field kicking the ball for them, right? The the creator is now the one who is on the field kicking the ball doing the thing. The coach is not on the field doing the thing. The coach is someone who is uh, a part of the team. They are cheering you on. They are uh, someone who is going to support you. So to transition for an INTP, this is someone who is perhaps not trying to solve everyone's problems or not even trying to solve problems that are not important to them, but trying to consider which which of these problems which basically taking more time to think about which problems are worth solving, which problems are worth helping someone with. And then if you are doing the coaching, you know, someone who is just a little bit more hands-off, you're not trying to solve every problem, you're trying to encourage asking, you're asking more questions than you're answering typically. And I think that's really helpful to get into that frame of mind. And so you're showing up to solve problems that are presented to you instead of either creating problems or uh, trying to uh, solve and do more than it's, than it's being asked of you. And then the challenger idea is someone who is not just being like a villainous troll, but someone who is providing sufficient challenge because flow is important when considering this. Like flow is getting yourself into a space where something is not too easy, but it's not too difficult, right? So the coach is trying to make things easier. The challenge, the challenger is trying to make things a little bit more difficult, but still staying in that zone where things are, you're learning at a good pace and you're not discouraged and you're not bored, right? If it's too easy, you get bored. If it's too hard, then you're discouraged. So the idea as you, as the coach, someone who is, trying to find that balancing point, right? So these sections are not 
identities, by the way, this coach challenger creator situation, these are things that we're switching between, you know, we very much have essences of all three in varying situations. So if you are trying to, if someone's having a difficult time, you know, for example, if my kids are trying to play a video game and they're having a difficult time, I could coach them through it and say like, oh, I see that you're, you need to just make this minor adjustment and then I think you can do it. You know, that's giving a little bit of help giving them a nudge and supporting it not being too, um, uh, not being too difficult or, or too easy and just give them, I'm not, I'm not making it too easy for them is what I'm saying. And then I can also challenge them to say like, Hey, you should try this next one and see if this is working for you and, uh, they can give it a shot. And if I can assess that it's too difficult, then I can, kind of put my coach hat on and then just kind of ease off of the, the gas pedal a little bit, right? So making those adjustments, I think, are important. Obviously, this is dependent on your experience and your whatever it is that you're teaching or mentoring. But I think the main idea here is that if you're able to oscillate between those two, I think that's the challenger and coach idea. And to keep also a respective personal distance, like you're not taking things personally, or you're not, um, making it too personal by having a sense of self-worth directly attached to, you know, teaching what you're teaching, then, uh, I think you can be a very effective coach and be able to keep going to the next things that you need to, to go to. So I, I think that's important to think about those two ideas, the drama triangle and empowerment dynamic. I think the are the most important elements for you to think about when you're transitioning to some sort of coach or mentor or teacher role, right? So as an INTP, I think it's important to know that your particular skills are in your introverted thinking, in your intuition, and sometimes it is in your introverted sensing, and sometimes, in very rare cases, it is there, It is your extroverted feeling. But don't lean on these other ways of coaching that ways that other people do it, you know, do it in your style. So sometimes that might be being the challenger. You might be really good at setting up challenges for someone to try. You may be really good at, uh, providing language to support someone in understanding something. You may be good at providing distinctions, maybe good at, um, giving advice, right? So it really depends on what the situation is. But remember that you're leaning into your skills and your talents and the way that you think as an INTP, not trying to coach generally the way that someone else might coach. So your logic is going to be a a superpower that's going to help you. But your logic is also going to be important for you to understand how other people use logic. So if you're trying to transition someone from a victim space into into a creator space, You need to understand how they think so that you're not just blasting information at them and you can assess where they are get a sense of how they're going to navigate the challenges that you're going to present them with and take the appropriate amount of space or time that you need for yourself to not overload your schedule, to not do it in a crazy difficult way. And so all of that leads me into what I'm going to attempt to do. (coughs) I apologize for the coughing. Is for my students, 
I'm going to be offering a monthly coaching through Telegram kind of thing, because there's this concept that I talked about a little bit that I may do on a future podcast around a use of time that I think INTPs would benefit from is thinking more asynchronously when it comes to productivity, when it comes to uh, something you're trying to do in a professional sense versus synchronous use of time. Uh, and especially with our extroverted feeling with a synchronous use of time, being caught in an emotional moment, connecting with somebody, it can be really hard to know when to get away from that moment, right? You get kind of locked into that extroverted feeling because that inferior function can sometimes be all or nothing. And you're like, all right, we live in this emotional place now, even though I didn't want to be here in the first place. Now I'm stuck here, (laughs) uh, depending on whatever the situation is. So if you're, if, if you're feeling like you want to not be caught in that, what I'm offering is support for INTPs, but I'm doing it through asynchronous connection through Telegram, which is a way of sending voice messages back and forth on our own esteem, on our own time, and to solve, help support you and solve your challenges uh, or give you something to think about through you actually being able to tell me your story, but we don't have to sit on a Zoom call. We don't have to be in the moment, like, staring at the camera, right? So I'm going to be starting by offering my students this. So if you have any of the programs that are available on dopamine.teachable.com, I'm going to be sending uh, an email soon that'll have information about that, and it will be discounted for students before I make it available publicly. Uh, for like my YouTube subscribers and, and email subscribers and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, make sure you go to dopamine.teachable.com if you sign up for one of the courses, and then uh, I'll send an email in a few days, and then you'll get a discount as a student for the monthly coaching, basically, and to be able to support you in your specific circumstances. So if you are learning how to be a coach or if you need some support in uh productivity, creativity, relationships, acceptance, basically any of the topics that I talk about related to your context. Um, that's something I can help you with and talk to you about and support you with. And, um, as far as I have right now, there are no major commitments, so you can sign up for one month. And if you have your problem solved, you can cancel, or we can just keep talking and helping you solve some some other ongoing challenges as we go. So with all of that said, I hope that this has been really helpful for you to think about your mentoring relationship as an INTP, mentoring, coaching, teaching, whatever it is that you're doing or considering. And I would love to know in the comments if you are doing some sort of coaching, teaching, or mentoring, what does that look like for you? What are you teaching what is your skill set? Um, and if you are looking for some support as an ITP, what are you needing help with? So either direction. Um, with all of that said, uh, I'm in need of taking a personal break, so I'm going to go do that. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you again. Uh, just as I said in the beginning, audibletrial.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E, also supports the channel. And we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E. A-M-I-N-E. So thanks again. I appreciate you. If you are 
this is your like second or third podcast you've listened to either on uh, the podcast feed or on YouTube, you know, like subscribe, all of that fun stuff. I would appreciate also a rating and review would help the podcast get to more ears and uh, spread like a positivity virus. That'd be fantastic. So I appreciate you. Go ahead and listen to the next episode and uh, catch you next time on dopamine. See ya.